Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do, and it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. What is your one piece of advice, like your number one piece of advice that you'd like to give all moms-to-be? I've thought about this one a little bit, and I think it comes down to these kind of two things and they go hand in hand. And that is you're stronger than you think you are. And so as we're making decisions for birth, I would hope that with knowledge, education, preparation, that the decisions come because they're your choice and not based out of fear. For example, a mom that wants an epidural, a hundred percent support that there's a million reasons to get an epidural and they're all good whichever is going to be good for mom. I shouldn't say they're all good. Okay. There's a, (laughs) there's a ton of reasons a mom would want an epidural and she should be supported in doing that. What I would hate to see is that she's getting it because she doesn't think she's strong enough because she thinks she's weak because she can't handle pain. You know, Mm -hmm. it's such a lie that we are told and that we agree to tell ourselves over and over again. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Women are powerful. Women are strong. And along with that, you get to make the decisions over your birth. So often the questions that I'm answering in my DMs and my emails, even in the private Facebook group, while women are taking the birth course, they need to be reminded, you know, my provider said this, and I have to schedule this induction. I'm like, why are you using the word have to? What happened? Where's the emergency? Not to mention, you can still say no. Like at any point you get to say no vaginal. Okay. Well, it's time for another vaginal exam. That's how it's presented. No, no, thank you. I don't want any hands down there. You have a much stronger voice than you realize. And you're kind of coerced along the way. And I don't know, maybe trained even, (laughs) you know, throughout the process to kind of be quiet and submissive, but you're strong and that counts for your body and it counts for your mind and you have a voice. I love that. that. I think, (laughs) I think, I don't know, we're in physical therapy. So we see men and women, whether it was shoulders, knees, or now pelvic floor and hands down, women are stronger than (laughs) men every time. I feel like men whine and cry so much more when you're stretching the knee or shoulder. Yeah. And then I can't do this. It's like, yeah, you can. can. (laughs) But women seriously are, they're where it's at. It's probably because we are um, supposed to have birth and give give birth to kids. The hand thing surprised me too. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't know if anybody's talked to you about being checked or dilated, Marin. Uh, learning about it. Marin talked to me about that it. Stuff that goes in there yeah. and you're like, how, how do you need to go? Are you like pulling my baby's head <laughs> yeah. out with you? Like, yeah. I had no idea that was going to happen. And I was completely shocked. And it was uncomfortable. So uncomfortable that I'm like, that was unnecessary to tell me that I am dilated to a one. <laughs> Right. That will not happen again. Yeah. So well, I love- what what does dilation matter anyways? That's the tricky part, right? We, we think like if we get a vaginal exam and they tell us how how dilated we are, that's going to tell us something about the birth. Like, oh, it means I only have ten hours left, or that means something, mm-hmm. or it means that I'm not progressing. And that's mm-hmm. not like neither one of those are true. So dilation mm-hmm. means nothing, and that's a big lie too that that we think we can tell a, a mom where she's at in the birth process by dilation or coming up to it. It's the same thing. It's used all the time for induction. 
you know, well, you're really, you're, we're coming up to that 40 weeks and your body's not doing anything. Yeah. So what? Cause it's not time yet. That yeah. same mom that could have gotten checked that morning can go into labor and have a baby eight hours later. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> like you hear it I've all the it. time. I've learned it. We've got a patient <laughs> nice. right now who's currently dilated and he has had to cancel appointments, but it's like, yeah, my guess I was thinking the same thing. Like she may not go for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's her first, it's her first and she's been a little nervous, a little nervous about everything. So I'm sure she's just going to listen to absolutely what she's being told. Yep. We just don't know. I have kind of another question going back to like the exercises and having the partner help and everything. Can you just talk us through briefly? Like if you're going to be in a session with a couple, maybe in their home or wherever, what does that look like? Like just, is it just a lot of education? Do you actually, as a doula, do you actually show them hands-on what you can do just kind of for myself and hopefully our listeners, just kind of what to expect in a, in a session? Yeah, totally. Some of that depends on where mom and dad are. Why have they hired me? Is it so that I can include dad, which should always be a part of the process? What is she really looking for in the way of support? And so a lot of what I do has to do with education just around the birth. You know, sometimes moms Mm -hmm. will come to me knowing the stats that a doula can decrease your risks of other interventions, cesarean birth, epidural, Mm -hmm. which most of the time, if you're hiring a doula, it's likely you're looking for an unmedicated experience. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I do that first time is let's get to know the couple. I talk a lot about pain relief. Like we go over all the things, right? Like all the things from pregnancy, all the things from birth. And then I want to talk about pain relief. So like when you stub your toe, What's your first reaction? You know, if you have a headache, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I want to hear that. Do I take medicine? Do I scream? Am I a vocal person? Do I lay down with the lights off? Because a lot of this is, you can call it pain or discomfort or whatever, like pregnancy and birth are like a tricky thing. And when you're in labor, you're in a different world and there is, you know, an intensity like you've never experienced before. And so I want to be able to use some of your normal, natural ways of coping and mm-hmm. add that in. And it's good for dad to hear too. He might know those things, but is he going to know that that's what she's going to need during labor? Yeah. And so, yes, a lot of that is getting to know the couple and working with them on a couple of things. The other thing that I like to do, this is great in a birth setting. It's also great on a one-on-one <laughs> where you're like, you don't know me very well. You know, (laughs) just like you're not going to know the nurses very well or the assistants very well. So let's make it a little uncomfortable now before we get in there. So, yes, it's like, okay, get her in a relaxed position. What would that look like? If I come and ask a question and she's working really hard, what are you going to say to me? And then, yes, we do a lot of the like, okay, mom, let's try some hands and knees. Dad, counter pressure, counter pressure, especially on either side of the hip where you're like squeezing and pushing your hands together. Mm-hmm. that's the one that I like to work with dads the most because it can be one of those finicky ones. For example, if mom's having like low back pain, it's really easy for dad to like with a fist or both of his hands push on the sacrum. You can't really get that wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But as a baby moves down the pelvis, when you're on those hips, your hands are going to move too. When that baby moves down, mm-hmm. that pressure is going to need to be in a different spot. And so watching dads try and find that there's like this special spot, right? Like you put your Mm. fingertips on the top of the hips and you kind of put your hand in like a cup shape and then your palm hits this squishy spot. And that's the best way I can describe it. Mm. And then those fingers face towards each other and you squeeze together. But for some moms, you're like, oh, that hurts. And it's like, oh, okay, go a little higher. Oh, that feels really good. Or go a little lower. Oh, that feels really good. And you want them to be comfortable doing that. 
prior. Yeah. So yes, there's a lot of that. There's some, there's like a knee lift too. Like if mom, this is a really common one, especially if she's like leaned back in a recliner or a hospital bed. And that's just mm-hmm. to press right underneath her kneecaps with the palms of your hands, push mm-hmm. towards her back and up a little bit. And it just helps push the pelvis and put that mm-hmm. back in a good position to feel better during contraction. So there's all, and then teaching them how to do it with somebody, right? Because yeah. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite like exercises to do with dads when we're talking about like labor rehearsal is yeah. we do this one and it's like, okay, counter pressure. And I'm like, I'm going to do five contractions. They're going to be two minutes apart for a minute long. And so we go, okay, contraction begins. Dad is holding for a whole minute. <laughs> and then he gets to rest for a minute and then he does it again. He does it five times by the end of that. He's like, geez, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I hey, love that. so you've got like six hours to go. <laughs> so what's the plan here? You know, first That's of awesome. all, maybe you should be doing some pushups. Yeah. Secondly, utilize the birth team. If some, if you have a doula there, great. You grab one side. I grab one side. We can do that for hours and hours and hours. Grab the nurse, grab the assistant, whoever. So yes, helping them realize like what their resources are, how to work with mom, where she likes to be touched, how she likes to be touched. All that happens in the doula appointments or within the birth course, both ways. Awesome. I love that. So instead of, we have like (laughs) prehab for our pelvic floor with our pregnant women, but we need to start adding in the partner to start doing some prehab too, prepping for the counter pressure and positions. I love that. I'll definitely talk to some of my patients who are, we do a lot of like perineal massage with our with our pregnant ladies, like around 35 weeks. And sometimes they're not comfortable with it. And so I'll say your partner can do this as well. And I feel like a lot of times they do, I don't mm-hmm. know, kind of hit or miss, but that's something that we try to get partners involved. But obviously there's a lot more mm-hmm. we can be doing too. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. This has been wonderful. Stephanie, thank you so much. One more question before we have people find out where they can find more about you. What is something you are learning doing or teaching currently sleep. No, I'm just <laughs> like, that's, I'm like, that's all I want to do. I just, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm learning. I'm teaching you guys get to bed so I can get to bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I honestly, it's, it comes back to mothering. I think every it's been on my mind a lot. I think because my oldest has moved into that teenage January, he turned 13 and really coming up to that, you feel that that shift happening. Mm. And so a lot of the time I'm like, Am I spending the right amount of time with my kids? Am I aware of his needs? When they're little, they cry or they complain to you and it's easier. And now, you know, the issues that I think kids have as they get older are a little more quiet. And it's so like, how am I in tune? How am I like, in my case, you know, am I, am I praying about him specifically in the morning? Am I checking in with myself and with him to see how the day is going? I think that's a lot of what I do. And then as far as, the rest of life. It's like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to balance business and home life and fun and spirituality. And those are all three learning, doing, teaching as much as I can. And as I'm going, right. I think we all do that. Like as moms, like I'm just trying to figure this out every step of the way. And if I learn anything along the way, that's what I love to relay to people. So Mm -hmm. that's where it's at. (laughs) So you have a 13 year old. How old are your other kids? 11 and nine. I have three boys. And then we've got our bonus girl. She's a niece that's been living with us for over a year now and she's 14. So it's been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you do have your hands full. Yes. At all times. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. On the teaching side, tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and if they want to work with you, how they can go about doing that. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. 
I have my website is myessentialbirth.com. There's a bunch of freebie downloads on there. Like I said, the three exercises and all that. If you go to the get started page, you can walk through and read about what each class has. You get put into a private Facebook members only group. And there is an incredibly, incredibly like good amount of women in there. They are just good women, good advice, very respectful and kind. And it's an excellent community. Just saying the other day, I'm like, that's nothing that I know that I did. Like the women that come here are drawn to this are just Mm -hmm. really, really good women. And then you can find me at my essential birth on Instagram. Same thing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I think that might be it for now. (laughs) Oh, pregnancy and birth made easy podcast. My gosh, podcasting. And I forgot it. Pregnancy (laughs) and birth made easy on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So make sure you guys go follow Stephanie. Her Instagram and social media is truly amazing. And listening to her podcast, Miran has been preaching. Very inspired. Preaching (laughs) about your podcast for as long as I can remember. (laughs) She adores you. And so do we. Thank you so much for all your advice today. Makes me want to have another baby, but it's not going to happen. Shops closed. I'll do it so, for you. Okay. I'll live through her. But, Vicarious. Yes. We truly appreciate you taking the time today. So thank you for yeah. being here with us. Thank you so much. much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.